And now, Kellogg's Pep, the build-up wheat cereal, invites you to rocket into the future with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. Stand by to raise ship. Blast off minus five, four, three, two, one, zero. As roaring rockets blast off to distant planets and far-flung stars, we take you to the age of the conquest of space with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. Freighter Leo, piloted by Tom Corbett and Roger Manning, is nearing its destination, the planet Venus. Its cargo is the personnel and equipment of Wilberforce's Worldwide Circus, on the first interplanetary hop ever made by any Earth circus. The trip, supposed to be uneventful, has been enlivened by the escape in mid-space of the lions and tigers of Princess Marge's Wild Animal Act. Fortunately, the cadets, with the assistance of Marge, managed to get the animals back, only to discover that the escape was no accident but an act of sabotage. Now, as the boys prepare for the landing on Venus, they double-check all their instruments to make certain their unknown enemy is not trying to strike again. Cooling pumps. Energized. Teleceiver. Scanning. Fuel system. In order. How about the braking rockets? Instruments show they're ready, but that's one thing we're not going to know for sure until we hit them. It won't be long. There's Venus in the teleceiver screen now. Yeah. If the unknown cat fancier is going to pull anything else, he better get started. Just so he doesn't let our pussycats out of their cages again. You checked the cages, didn't you, Roger? You know I did. All secure. Hold it, Roger. Someone wants in on the control deck. Sounds like it. Maybe it's the cat lover. I don't know. Got your parallel ray? Right. Then I'll open the hatch. It's about time. Marge! Princess! These are the darndest things to open. I had to struggle through three of them to get here. Anything wrong? Why, no, but aren't we getting close to Venus? Honey, I've been close to Venus during this entire trip. Flattery will get you no place, Roger. Not that I don't like it, but just now... Just now, you look more beautiful than ever. Beautiful? Tom, how do you deal with this space monkey? I don't have to, Princess. He never tells me such nice things. Will you two be serious for a moment? I was never more serious in my life. Roger? Hey, put down that wrench. I will as soon as I get a sensible answer. Sorry, Princess. What is it? Do we have to make any special preparations for landing the animals as we did on the takeoff? Oh, no. Don't worry. This is quite different. Approaching landing range now, Tom. Check. If I'm in the way, I'll... No, no. It's all right. Ready, Roger? Yeah. Stand by. Right. What's happening? A rocket has to come in for a landing backwards. So we're turning over in space. All reverse. Right. Prepare to hit main rockets. What altitude are you going to hit them? 60,000 feet. I'll tell it off. That sounds like... Wind. We're entering Venus' atmosphere. The sound will increase as the air grows denser. 140,000, Roger. Ready. 120,000. 100. 90. 80. 70,000. Hit them! What now? Nothing. Nothing. Marja, you are now on the surface of the planet that was named in honor of beautiful women like you. We've landed on Venus? We have. And when the cargo's unloaded, the personnel disembarked, and the tents set up, 
Colonel Wilberforce may proceed with the first performance of Not the Greatest Show on Earth, but the Greatest Show in the Universe! Boys, wonderful! A dream has become a reality. Here I sit, Colonel Roscoe Wilberforce, drinking coffee on the planet of Venus, sheltered by my own mess tent, while my circus springs up around me. Didn't you expect to get here, Colonel? Of course, my boy, of course. But to see the vision made reality, the dream accomplished, the workings of my mind translated into this pioneering establishment, oh, which reminds me, I must personally commend you to Commander Arkwright, both of you. Oh, that won't be necessary, Colonel. Don't be so noble, Junior. I can use a commendation. Oh, doesn't everybody love you, Roger? Everybody doesn't matter, Marja, as long as you do. That's my boy. He never gives up. Well, he'd better give up now. I've got to go check the animals. Why not leave that to Vance Tremor? He'll see their puppy bedded down. Uh-huh. I'd like to see to him myself. After all, I'm the one who goes into the cages with you. Suit yourself, my dear. How about me coming along? Stay put, Roger. I've always found it easier to handle 20 cats than one wolf. Particularly of the two-legged variety. <laughs> Afraid of fire, aren't you, you devils? Go on, keep whimpering. It's gonna get a lot hotter before it gets cooler. Fence! What the? Fence, Traymore! Fence, are you crazy? Fire! Easy, babies! Easy! The water bucket! Where? Put down that bucket. I said put it down. Are you crazy? The whole circus will go up in flames. That's the idea, Marja. What? Too bad you had to show up now. Not on your life, Princess. I'll take care of you. It's one fire that nobody's going to put out. And when it's over, the greatest show in the universe will be only a grease spot on the surface of Venus. We'll return to the exciting adventures of Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, in just a moment. So stand by. Spaceman... Put yourself in Tom Corbett's place. Suppose you are out on the frozen wastes of Pluto. Suppose you are scouting the dark side of Mercury in a jet boat. Well, you'd make sure you were protected against the elements. You'd make sure that you could see what was going on every second. That's why space goggles were designed and issued to every space cadet. The very same official space goggles that are waiting for you right now at Space Academy Supply Headquarters. Now, these aren't ordinary goggles. No, sir, not by a long shot. These are futuristic. These space goggles are made of one sweeping clear plastic shell, a curved shell that fits over both eyes at the same time. Now, they protect your eyes when you're working with tools and shield you whenever you're racing into the wind. Supply headquarters has them all ready for you. All you have to do is just put in your order. Kellogg's Pep, the build-up wheat cereal, the cereal with that swell whole wheat and malt flavor, will take care of the rest. Now, write down these official instructions. Send one Kellogg's Pep box top, 25 cents, your name and address. Repeat, 25 cents, one Kellogg's Pep Box Top, your name and address. Send that to Kellogg's, Box 346, Battle Creek, Michigan. Kellogg's, 
Box 346, Battle Creek, Michigan. That's it, spaceman, so hop to it. Send for your official space goggles today. Corbett and Roger Manning have successfully transported the first Earth circus to Venus. Now in the mess tent, talking with Colonel Wilberforce, the circus owner, they are awaiting the return of Princess Marja, who has gone to the menagerie tent to see how her animals are acclimating themselves to the strange conditions of another planet. Well, I certainly hope nothing else happens now. I'll go along with that. We've had enough excitement on this trip. Have no fear, my boys, have no fear. What could possibly happen now? Maybe on Earth, but not here on Venus. What? The gravity here isn't quite as great as on Earth. How many men did it take to move them down there? Four or five? Well, then three teams of men could do it, Tom. Right, you organize the rest of us into crews. I'll send back to the space freighter for our fire equipment. No time for that. It'll spread too fast. We've got a chance. The oxygen content of the air on Venus is lower than on Earth. It will slow up the spread of the flames. If we work fast, we may get it under control. She's beaten. Thank heaven. Not much tent left, though. But every one of the animals is safe. You got all the cages out in time? Yeah. Are any of them injured? Burned? Frankly, Colonel, I don't know. And crawling into a cage to find out is not in my line. But did you see Vance Traymore? I'll have him check. No, I didn't see him. Hey, wait a minute. What about Marcia? Blast my jets. I forgot about her. Good heaven. You don't think she and Traymore were in the tent? Oh, no. They couldn't have been there. Or could they? We'll never find out standing here. Come on, Junior. Let's start searching. Anything, Roger? No. Well, that's a relief. She wasn't trapped in the fire. But where is she? I'm no fortune teller, Roger. Tom, I may be space happy, but I can't scan this setup. The way she loved those cats, she'd have been at the fire the moment she saw it. I know. She's either been hurt or... Or what? Well, let's not think about it. Better just keep looking. Tom! What is it? Over here! What? Look. A woman's purse. That's Marge's. I saw her take makeup out of it. And look at the vegetation around here. All broken, stamped on. Looks like a fight. You can see footprints in the soft soil. Yeah, two sets. Those little prints. Marja's? Maybe. But who belongs to the others? There's only one way to find out. Follow them. All right, Marja, inside. This jet boat? Why? Don't argue. Just get in or I'll have to get tough again. Well, that's smart. Now we got a nice cozy place to talk and still be all set for a fast getaway if necessary. What have we got to talk about? Don't you like conversation? Like to understand what you're doing. Why you're doing it. 
Let's say I'm an ambitious guy. Ambitious? For what? My own show. I'd go a long way to get that. Like burning down the menagerie tent? And further. You know, at first I was sorry you came along when you did, but uh, maybe it isn't so bad. How do you figure that out? You're a big act, Marja. The star of Wilberforce's show. Thank you. Only now you've got no circus to be star of. But, Vance, the colonel will be... Ruined. He staked his bankroll on this space junket. Right now, his show isn't worth its weight in cosmic clinkers. That goes for your job. You've lost your job, too, remember? Yeah. But I picked up a half share in another circus doing it. Another circus? Yeah, the Dimitro show. Dimitro. So that's the slimy snake who put you up to this, huh? (laughs) But I named my own price. Be smart, Marjorie, and you can name yours. No, thanks. Don't be hasty. Don't make any snap decisions. When you work with a big cat's fence, you learn to make fast decisions. And make them right, otherwise you don't last long. The same thing goes here. There's only one alternative to joining up with me. And, uh, that is? Death, Marjorie. I can't risk your testifying as to who started that fire. In other words, I've got to play it your way. In any words. Suppose I do agree. I can always hold my knowledge over your head. You underestimate me, Marja. I can take care of that any time. And speaking of time, you've only got a little of it left to make up your mind. where this trail is leading us to, Tom? To the spaceport, if I've got my bearings right. You have. Why should anyone be heading that way? There's no rockets taken off tonight. Maybe not, but it'll be tough to sneak up on anyone there because of open spaces to cross and nothing to take shelter behind. We'd be sitting ducks for anyone with a ray gun. That's right. When we get there, take advantage of every bit of cover you can find, every shadow. Don't worry, Junior. I'm not anxious to be a target. Watch it. We're coming to the last of the brush now. And look... There go the footprints, right across the spaceport. Straight for the jet boats over there. Come on, let's go. Not that way. We've got to circle around, Roger. I've got a hunch that this is one time when the straight and narrow path leads right to destruction. like the end of the line, Roger. It's a cinch she went into this jet boat. And not by herself, either. Remember those other footprints? Why do you think I've got my parallel ray handy? Great. But that isn't going to get us into the jet. Got any ideas? Well, with an ultra-frequency torch, we could cut the lock out and be inside in less than a minute. Good. I'll get one from the space freighter. Watch it, Roger. Oh, my gosh. You think they heard? Yeah, and how? That's Marja. I know. No point in secrecy anymore. Come on, let's try to break in. Okay, Roger, we'll... Listen! Great galaxy, he's going to blast off! Then we'd better get away from here fast! His rocket exhaust could fry us to a crisp! Right, start running! Watch it, Roger! There's his blast! Hit the dirt! We'll return to the exciting adventures of Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, in just a moment, so stand by. Spaceman... Your own official space goggles are now waiting for you at Space Academy Supply Headquarters. These are the very same space goggles worn by Tom Corbett and all the other cadets. 
Now, Kellogg's Pep, the cereal with that swell whole wheat and malt flavor, makes it possible for you to get these official goggles. You'll thrill to the advanced design, just like Tom Corbett did when he got his set. Here's a telerecorder message from him to tell you all about it. Spaceman, that's right. These new space goggles are really something. You see, space goggles are made of one sweeping curved plastic shield that covers both eyes at the same time. They can even be worn over regular glasses. And many's the time they've helped me out when I've been in a tough spot. You'll want to wear space goggles every time you're on your bike or skates. They'll protect your eyes from the wind. It's a good idea to wear them when you're working with tools, too. So let's go, spaceman. Send for your space goggles right away. End transmission. Thanks, Tom. Spaceman, to get your official space goggles, send 25 cents, one Kellogg's Pep Box Top, your name and address. Better write that down. 25 cents, one Kellogg's Pep Box Top, your name and address. Send to this address. Kellogg's, Box 346, Battle Creek, Michigan. Kellogg's, Box 346, Battle Creek, Michigan. That's all you do, spaceman. So send for your official space goggles today. Princess Marcia, star of the Wilberforce Circus, has been abducted by Vance Tremor after seeing him start a fire in the menagerie tent. Tom and Roger, having directed a successful firefighting job, follow the princess's footprints from the circus lot to the spaceport, where she is being held in a jet boat. But before they can break in, Tremor blasts off, and the boys run for their lives to escape the fury of his rocket exhaust. Now, as the jet boat heads skyward, two prone figures lie motionless on the spaceport. Roger, are you still kicking, Junior? All right. Just about. The heat from that rocket practically melted the fillings of my teeth. Well, what do we do now? Go after them in the other jet boat. You handle the radar scanner and I'll handle the controls. And both of us pray. Can't you get any more out of her, Tom? She's taking all she can, and my cooling pumps are working their limit. Well, I'm getting nothing on the scanner. Relax, Roger. You got a good start on us. Relax. That's what I like. Real useful advice I could... Hey, you got him on the scanner? Yeah. I'm tracking him now. Sounds like we're gaining on him. You bet we are. The image on the scanner keeps getting bigger as the beeps come faster. That must be really a slow jet boat. Yeah, we ought to be close enough soon so you can see him through the viewport. You're right, there it is. Lumbering through space like an old cow. But isn't there one small thing you haven't figured, Tom? What? How do we get Marge and whoever's with her out of there? Well, just keep following. He'll have to land eventually. Not before we do. Look at our fuel gauge. Uh-oh. These fast babies always eat up the fuel. He can probably maneuver three times longer than we can. I guess you're right. So where are we? With Marge in there, we can't shoot him down. No, but we can force him to descend. Huh? You willing to take a chance, Roger? On what? Well, we're out beyond atmosphere now. If we rammed him... But Marge is I in don't the... mean to smash him. Just hit hard enough to make a small hole in the boat. Leave him with a slow oxygen leak. That'll take some fancy maneuvering, Junior. Maybe, but it's the only thing I can think of. Okay, let's try. Well, stay here at the viewport with me. I'll need two pairs of eyes for this job. Right. Accelerate, Tom. How am I doing? So far, Fine. Your line of approach is perfect. Bearing zero? Right as you are. Set with your braking rockets? All set. You'll have to blast them practically the same instant you hit, so you can pull back before you go clean through that jet scow. I'm ready. 
When we get within five seconds, I'll toll off the distance. Right. Five, four, three, two, one, zero! Take those brakes! We're clear! Did we ram too hard? No, Tom. Beautiful. A hole the size of a basketball. I was afraid... The oxygen leak's beginning to register. He's going down. Get on his tail. All right, I'll stay with him if I have to land right on his back or our own. Nice going, Tom. We can sit down close beside him. You get ready to jump out the minute we land. All set. Come on, Tom. Right. With you. Stand back. Try to take me and the princess dies. Vance Tremor, so it was you. Don't let him bluff you, Tom. Bluff, eh? What do you think this is jammed into your back, princess? My parallel rail fakes him. Roger's got a heat gun. Right, and my other arm's around his throat. It guarantees I won't miss. You can't get away with this, Tremor. You want to bet any credits on that space, boy? All right, Marge, start backing up. Where are you taking me? We're taking over that jet boats. Stand away from the entrance hatch, you two. If you didn't have that arm around her neck, I'd take a chance on... I have. Now, come on, Marge, back up. Suppose instead I... Fight! Oh! Come on, Roger! Right with you! Princess, out of the way! Right, Tom, I'll get him with my parallel ray! Nothing doing! Oh! What a suck! Just as effective as a parallel ray and a lot more satisfying. Are you all right, Princess? Uh, I guess so. Oh, you poor baby. Come here and let me put my arms around you. Oh, look, Roger, just now I'm allergic to clinches from, from anybody. Oh, I just thought a little tenderness might help calm, calm your nerves, bring a little peace and quiet. Peace and quiet is what I need, all right. And I'm going to get it as soon as you take me back to the circus lot. After this space raid, I'm heading for the safest, calmest place I know. Right in the middle of a cage with 20 big, loving cats all around me. the next action-packed adventure of Tom Corbett and the Space Cadets on Tuesday when they face revolt and a desperate struggle with the most dangerous criminals in the universe at Prison Rock. Tune in, same time, same station for the next thrilling interplanetary adventure with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. Brought to you by Kellogg's Pep. The Build-Up Wheat Cereal. Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, starring Frankie Thomas, can also be seen on television and appears in the comic sections of many of America's leading newspapers. Look for it daily and in weekend editions. Featured in the cast were Jan Merlin, John Griggs, Leon Janney, and Connie Lemke. Today's program was written by Palmer Thompson and directed by Drex Hines. Jackson Beck speaking. Kellogg's Raisin Bran, raisins and bran flakes too. They're out of this world, they're out of one package. Kellogg's Raisin Bran. Kellogg's raisins are honeycomb coated to keep them tender. The bran flakes crisper. Kellogg's Raisin Bran, raisins and bran flakes too. They're out of this world, they're out of one package. Kellogg's Raisin Bran. Eat Kellogg's Raisin Bran. Eat Kellogg's Raisin Bran. Eat Kellogg's Kellogg's Pep, the build-up wheat cereal, invites you to rocket into the future with Tom Corbett, 
Space Cadet. Stand by to raise ship. Blast off. Minus five, four, three, two, one, zero. As roaring rockets blast off to distant planets and far-flung stars, we take you to the age of the conquest of space with... Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. It's a quiet day at Space Academy. And in their dormitory room, cadets Tom Corbett and Roger Manning are taking some time off for a bit of intensive study. Suddenly, the silence is broken by a message on the intercom. Attention, please. Attention, please. Cadets Corbett and Manning report to briefing room number three on the double. Cadets Corbett and Manning on the double to briefing room three. Number three, that'll be the next door, Roger. Wait a minute, Tom. Let me cross my fingers. For what? Luck. I only hope it's Captain Strong and not Commander Arkwright in there. What's the difference? If you're in a jam, you're in a jam. Not quite. The captain just sort of trims my jets, but the commander, he blasts them. (laughs) Fingers all crossed? And toes. Let's go. No commander. Thank Jupiter. How do you do, gentlemen? Uh, How do you do, sir? Cadets Corbett and Manning. That's right, sir. Permit me to introduce myself, Colonel Roscoe Wilberforce. Colonel? The uh, rank is an honorary one. <laughs> Here, these orders from Commander Arkwright will better explain my presence. Oh, thank you, sir. Wilberforce. That's a familiar name, sir. It should be, my boy. To make it known, I've spent enough credits to have it emblazoned across the sky in letters of fire. I, cadet, and the proprietor and sole owner of Wilberforce's worldwide circus, the greatest show on earth. Of course. I remember seeing it when I was a kid. Well, Grandpa, you're going to see a lot more of it. You've read the orders? Yes, sir. What cooks, Tom? We're being placed on detached service and charged with transporting the Colonel's circus to the planet Venus. A circus? Not A, my boy. The circus. Through space, I may be blast happy, but I don't get it. A cultural mission of the greatest magnitude, Cadet Manning. An interplanetary circus. Yes, for the first time, the greatest show on Earth shall become the greatest show in the universe. But transporting a three-ring circus through space... Only one, my boy. This is in the nature of an experiment. The orders say that you have a space freighter for transportation. That's right, Cadet Corbett. The Leo, most suitably named for the first lion I ever owned. A splendid beast. Which brings up another point. Are there going to be animals in this space circus, Colonel? But of course, lad. What circus would be a circus without animals? We'll be transporting my star act, Princess Marja, and her 20 ferocious felines. 20? You think that's too many? I think one is too many. Roger. We can't actually say, Colonel, until we see the ship and its loading and storage facilities. Excellent. I have a jet car outside to take us to the spaceport. Are your animal men handy so that we can discuss the problem with them? Princess Marja herself is there with my chief animal handler, Vance Tremor. Princess? Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go! That's it, Brent. 
princess. Are all the cats fed, Vance? Tearing the meat apart and purring like kittens. Mm. When's the colonel going to show up with those space jockeys? Well, he left the academy a few minutes ago. Ought to be here shortly. Think I got time to get a bite before they show up? Sure, go ahead, Vance. Just tell me where you'll be in case we need you, huh? Down at the spaceport cafeteria. I'll see you in about 20 minutes. Hello, Vance. Hi, Mr. Dimitro. You're late. What kept you? Feeding the cats. Here, let me punch up my food order. This apple pie. Cup of coffee. That's all. As soon as I get my food, we can talk. Okay. Now, what's on your mind, Mr. Dimitro? Can't you guess? Hmm. I ain't bad. Well, now, my guess would be you want to offer me a job with your circus. Let's suppose you're right. I got a good outfit. Not as big as Wilberforce's, but it can be. Not if he pulls off this interplanetary tour. With all the publicity and advertising he'll get, your show won't draw a fly. I know that. Suppose he can't pull it off. The publicity will backfire. What's more, he'll lose a fortune in credits. Which could put him out of business and leave you without competition. Well, what's your offer? Offer? Don't be coy, Mr. Dimitro. You want me to sabotage, ruin the Wilberforce show. So what'll you pay? Blunt, aren't you? I get to the point, that's all. Good. Shall we say 50,000 credits? I never did like round numbers. I prefer percentages. Meaning? I do the job and we're partners. I get a 50% interest in your show. Half the show? That's ridiculous. Half of something is better than all of nothing. Outrageous. I certainly... And nothing's what you'll have if this interplanetary stunt works. Have we got a deal? Look here, Is it a deal? I can't give... All right. It's a deal. Good. And we're partners. What do you plan to do? I don't know yet, but you can bet your last credit on this, partner. Wilberforce's circus is never going to give a performance on Venus. Or, for that matter, anywhere else. We'll return to the exciting adventures of Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, in just a moment, so stand by. Say, spaceman... Have you sent for your space goggles yet? Well, if you haven't, listen carefully. The time to get this special space cadet equipment is now. Ask Mom to get a package of Kellogg's Pep. You'll enjoy that hearty whole wheat flavor. And Kellogg's Pep helps you take advantage of this exciting space cadet offer. These official space goggles are the same kind worn by Tom Corbett, Astro, and Roger Manning out in space. In fact, every cadet is issued space goggles by Space Academy Supply Headquarters. Now... Here's where you come in. Supply headquarters now has space goggles ready for all spacemen. They're ready to send them out to you right now. Oh, when you see these goggles, spacemen, they're made of one sweeping curved piece of clear colored plastic, like a giant bubble covering both eyes. These goggles are designed for high-speed action, while you want to use them every time you're out on skates, on a bike, or riding in a car. Now, here's how to get your own official space goggles. Send 25 cents... One Kellogg's Pep Box Top and your name and address. Now make sure you write that down, spaceman. Twenty-five cents, one Kellogg's Pep Box Top and your name and address. Now send them to Kellogg's, 
Box 346, Battle Creek, Michigan. Repeat, Kellogg's, Box 346, Battle Creek, Michigan. Be ready to blast off like a real space cadet. Send for your official space goggles today. Tom Corbett and Roger Manning are on detached service from Space Academy under orders to help transport an Earth circus to the planet Venus. Now, with circus owner Roscoe Wilberforce, they arrive at the spaceport, where the circus is ready to be loaded aboard the space freighter Leo. Oh, I have been waiting for you, Colonel. Meet cadets Corbett and Manning. And this, gentlemen, is Marja, mistress of 20 ferocious felines. Keep the dealing, Colonel. My friends call me Maggie, Maggie O'Neill. Swell. I definitely plan on being friends. How nice. Marja, the boys are going to supervise the loading of our space freighter. They want to see what plans you've made for transporting the cats. All right, Colonel. I'll show them the setup. I'm going to check up on some financial details. If you need me, I'll be in the box office car. I'm sure Miss O'Neill can take care of us, Colonel. I know she can. Yes, of course. Of course. I'll see you later. All right, gentlemen, if you'll follow me. It'll be a pleasure. Simmer down, space boy. This is business. Tell me, gorgeous, how did a dreamy space doll like you ever become an animal trainer? At a very early age, I got my start taming wolves. Like you. Oh. Satisfied, Roger? I feel a drop in the temperature. Suddenly become as cold as the rings of Saturn. Well, let's go into the menagerie tent. My big cats can always make it hot for you. <laughs> Come on, Roger, let's go. And here's the last of my beauties. Cecil, meet some space jockeys. He doesn't sound like a Cecil. Hey, don't put your hand in there. He likes to have his ears rubbed. Got a bit of wolf in him. A wolf? Yes. Go ahead, Mr. Manning. Rub his ears. Thanks, but I've still got a lot of use for this arm. So I gathered. Too bad. You know the old saying, love me, love my cat. I think you've met your match, Roger. Well, Miss O'Neill, where are the shipping cages? Why, the ones they're in. We've always used them on the tour. Well, this is a little more than a tour, especially for 20 animals. But why can't you... You see, Miss, when a rocket ship blasts off, everything has to be fastened down tight, including the crew. I don't get it. What's the problem? On blast off, if those animals aren't secure, they'll be thrown to the floor of their cages with enormous force, enough to kill them, perhaps. Sure, you're just going to have to tie your pets down, sweetheart. Very funny, Mr. Manning. Very funny. No, Miss O'Neill, Roger means it. Tell me, when the cats get sick, how does the veterinarian treat them? If he's smart, he shoots them. Those animals are worth 5,000 credits apiece. You don't shoot 5,000 credits. You use the vet's cage over there. This one with the straps? Uh-huh. Oh, how does it work? Well, the sick animals prod it into the cage. Mm-hmm. We snag his feet, throw him down, and then pass those leather straps over the animal. Which straps him down so he can't move at all. Right. That way, a vet can even pull an animal's tooth and hat. Some fun. There's our answer. Equip 20 cages with straps, tie the animals down for blast-off, and release them afterwards. Oh, we could do that. We look, honey, as far as I'm concerned... As far as you're concerned, Roger, you'd better start developing an affection for cats. Huh? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Pretty kitty. Nice kitty. <laughs> you crazy cadet. <laughs> Oh, 
right, Vance. When I open the cage, you start prodding Cleopatra into the other cage. Cleopatra, yes. Tom and Roger, as soon as her paws get in those loops, pull her up against the bars of the cage. Then Vance and I'll anchor her to the floor. Okay, we're ready. Well, here goes. Poker, Vance. Go on, Cleo, move. She doesn't want to. Wait, here she comes. Watch it. She's almost in the loops. We're watching. That's it. Yank. Pull her, boys. Come on, Vance. Pull harder, Roger. Pull. She's doing some pulling herself. Keep it tight. Like the tunes from ancient history. Hold that tiger. Roger, don't make jokes. Keep the rope taut. She's getting one paw loose. Watch out today. Watch out. Oh, she got me. Ripped my arm. Keep the rope taut, Roger. Whatever you do. I got it. My arm feels like it's on fire. I can see. Cleo slashed right through your uniform jacket. You're bleeding. Tell me something I don't know. Hold tight, boys, while I get this strap through. I got shot for that free paw. I will, I will. Here, take it, Vance. I got it. Two more seconds, boys. All right. That's it. You can release the ropes. She's secure now. And unhappy. Look at those eyes blaze at us. I never saw anything worse even on the dark side of Mercury. I think it's going to work, Vance. Yeah, if my arms hold out. Now, let me look at that scratch, Rog. Yeah, I don't Cleo's think so. Cleo's claws didn't do much more than scratch the skin, fortunately. But we better get you over to the spaceport infirmary right away. I'm all right. I can take it, Junior. Let's not run the risk of infection. We'll get the arm fixed, and then, well, there's only 19 more cats to go. Only? By Jupiter, Tom, I want to get in outer space, where the only thing we'll have to worry about is bumping into a nice, gentle asteroid. On the good ship, Leo, Raj? Yeah, Junior. We blasted clear without any trouble, which is a surprise to me, I must admit. How's the arm? Okay, just stings a little once in a while. Oh, good. Then we're on our way and in pretty good, good shape. Yeah, considering the mission we're on, yeah. Personally, Roger, I think it could be fun. Sure, a million laughs. Corbett and Manning, the cosmic clowns. I'll bet we wind up doing an act with this outfit. <laughs> we'll be the rage of Venus. You've got enough ham in you to do it. I'm ignoring you. And speaking of Venus reminds me. Hmm? I better go down and check the animals again. Especially the one called Princess Marsha. Could be, Junior, could be. How often do you want her to trim your jets, Roger? That Thomas was on Earth. Manning never functions properly as an earthling. Space is my element. But you'll have to excuse me now. I must instruct the princess in the mysteries of space travel. Go ahead, Roger. But one thing. Yeah? When she takes your head off and hands it to you, bring it back here. I've always wanted a solid ivory bowling ball. This, Marge, is the control deck. Oh, fascinating, Roger. Say, who... Oh, Roger. The princess wanted to see the control deck. Oh, sure. Roger's been showing me over the ship. And note the head, Tom, still on the shoulders. Huh? Just a private joke, Miss O'Neill. Oh, I prefer Marja or Maggie. <laughs> right, Marja. Oh, by the way, has Roger told you yet that taking you to Venus Why, is like... Junior. Marja, they call Venus the beauty of the planets. Well, taking you to Venus is like... Like carrying... Uranium to Pluto. Roger, I think I detect that odor of wolf again. Oh, Margie, you got me all wrong. I'm just... You're a... going to wish you were, Roger. Huh? Both of you turn very quietly. 
Look at the hatchway. We've got company. What are you... Cats! How'd they get loose? A tiger and two lions. Tom! Don't move. I'll handle this. Thanks, Margie, but I've got more faith in a peril array. Tom, use yours. I haven't got one. Remember, this is a commercial flight. Well, there must be one on board. Sure, and the weapons locker right outside. Maybe I can slip past me. No, I guess I can't. Tom, those cats, they're getting ready to spring. We'll return to the exciting adventures of Tom Corbett in just a moment, so stand by. Special report, special report, from Space Academy Supply Headquarters, Earth, to all space stations, subject, official space goggles, Supply Headquarters reports all groups working full strength, day and night shifts, issuing official space goggles to all spacemen. Delivery to space stations on outer planets will follow shortly. Interview with Commander Arkwright specifically requests your fullest cooperation. Spaceman, this is Commander Arkwright. As you heard in that report, we're going full speed ahead to make sure we have your space goggles ready for you. Now, here's what to expect. Space goggles are not like any other goggles you've ever seen. They're a one-piece plastic bubble that fits over both eyes at the same time. A sweeping plastic plate that protects your eyes from wind, dust, and dirt. It's a valuable piece of equipment for every spaceman to have. That's why I want you all to send for your space goggles as soon as possible. Now I'm going to play a special telerecorder message with complete instructions on how to get your official space goggles. Listen carefully and write down the necessary details. To get official space goggles, send 25 cents, one Kellogg's Pep box top, your name and address. Repeat, 25 cents, one Kellogg's Pep box top, your name and address. Send to this address, Kellogg's, Box 346, Battle Creek, Michigan. Repeat, Kellogg's, Box 346, Battle Creek, Michigan. There are your orders, spacemen. Send for your space goggles right away. largest circus, the Wilberforce Mighty Show, is making the first interplanetary trip ever attempted by a big top organization. And space cadets Tom Corbett and Roger Manning have been placed in charge of the expedition. Part of their cargo is a wild animal act. Now three of the big cats have somehow escaped from their cages and confront the cadets and Princess Marja on the space freighter's control deck. They stand there weaponless, the path to the arms locker blocked by a tiger and two large lions. Tom, the cats will be at us in a moment. Easy, easy. I can control them. Quiet, babies. Quiet. Give me that stool. Okay, here. We've got to get to the arms locker. Marsha can't lead those cats around like tabbies. So you go, Tom. And kiss, kiss Cleopatra for me on the way. Nice, pussy. Nice. All right, baby. Easy. Roger. Those magnetic sole shoes. Get them. What? Make like Cinderella. Put them on Marja's feet. Well, what are you going to do? Deactivate the gravity stabilizer. Throw the ship into free fall. What'll happen? All right, Cleopatra. Rex, do not get excited. We'll be wearing magnetized shoes, so we'll stay on the metal floor. But without gravity, the animals will float in the air. Then I can get through, grab a parallel ray gun, and retake them. Lift your foot, Princess. I'll put the shoe on. Now, careful, Roger. Don't let them think you're hurting me. 
I wouldn't want them to think that for the universe. Now the other foot. Easy, babies. Easy. Down, Georgina. Okay, Roger. Yeah, throw the ship in a free fall. Easy, baby. Easy. What a sight. They are floating. Come on, Roger. Let's get those parallel rays. It is all right, babies. It will be over soon. Give me one of those. Here. I'll freeze Cleo. My pets. Statues. Drifting statues. And she's sorry for them yet. Oh, get them down, please. Which motor did you turn on? Don't touch anything, Marcia. Turn that gravity stabilizer on and they'll crash down and break some bones. Give me a hand. We'll pull them down on deck. Okay. Wait till I tell my grandchildren how Roger Manning twisted a tiger by the tail. Don't you hurt her, Roger. Oh, she can't feel anything, Marjorie. But she can see and hear you. The ray doesn't affect that. Hey, that's right. I better make friends. Nice pussy. Nice pussy. See, I rubbed her ears. Stand by. I'm going to turn the stabilizer on. Now, let's get these animals back in their cages. Check, Tom. I like tiger rugs, but not with the tiger in them. All back in their cages now, Tom, so we can release them from the parallel ray and have a nice peaceful trip the rest of the way. I wouldn't count on that, Roger. Why not? Look at the lock on this cage. Broken. And not by the blast-off thrust. It's been deliberately smashed. My guess is that somebody on this ship doesn't want us or the circus to reach Venus. But who? That, Roger, is what's going to keep us busy for the rest of this trip. Because there's one thing we can be sure of. Whoever did this is going to try again. Miss the next action-packed adventure with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, on Thursday, when Tom and Roger discover the traitor in their midst and pursue him through space, a race against death in Part 2 of The Greatest Show in the Universe. Tune in, same time, same station, for the next thrilling interplanetary adventure with Tom Corbett, Space Cadet. Brought to you by Kellogg's Pep, the build-up wheat cereal. Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, starring Frankie Thomas, can also be seen on television and appears in the comic sections of many of America's leading newspapers. Look for it daily and in weekend editions. Featured in the cast are Jan Merlin, John Griggs, Leon Janney, and Connie Lemke. Today's program was written by Palmer Thompson, directed by Drex Hines. Jackson Beck speaking. Kellogg's Raisin Bran, Raisins and Bran Flakes too. They're out of this world, they're out of one package. Kellogg's Raisin Bran. Kellogg's Raisins are honeycomb coated to keep them tender. The Bran Flakes crisper. Kellogg's Raisin Bran, Raisins and Bran Flakes too. They're out of this world. They're out of one package. Kellogg's Raisin Bran. Eat Kellogg's Raisin Bran. Eat Kellogg's Raisin Bran. Eat Kellogg's.